Okay, I have pressed the button. Can everyone hear me? Yes, yes. Badly. Yes, I can hear you. <laughs> what? <All> right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new campaign. All new characters, same old players. Well, by old I mean. What's only. going on? Who are you people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yell at this cloud. <laughs> welcome to Pack Tactics Season Four. My name is Crash. I'm gonna be your DM for the evening. I'm tripping things up by introducing myself first. My ego oh. knows no bounds. Joining me this evening are a bunch of awesome people, including Chris, Beth, EO, Jen, Ellie, and I saw my name in the list in Discord and almost introduced myself again. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with me. I spent all day helping to adjudicate auditions for a high school creative arts program. So... Um. Before we get into the swing of things, there's something you said you might want to do. The elephant in the room. So, um, yeah. for the past two seasons, we had a fantastic player named Cindy, who means, present tense, still means a lot to all of us. But unfortunately, um, after season three wrapped, and while we were planning this campaign, um, we lost her. Cindy passed away in November 2021. And we miss her dearly. And if we spend more time talking about how much she still means to us and how much we miss her, we will not be able to play Dungeons and Dragons. So. No, we will all be a mess. Yes, we've already done. Well, yeah. We're gonna have fun in her honor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I'm gonna say that her character is not on the ship because I'm being nice. Right. Thank oh. you. Yes. Good. After the ship left, she showed up going, Hey guys, I'm ready to st- Guys, that is not canon. That is not canon. That is not what happened. Um, but we are starting a new campaign with a brand new bunch of kobolds, which, well, kobolds in spirit. Let's put them this way. Uh, let's give some backstory to how this campaign is starting. At the end of season three, there was a research facility that was discovered and it had a library in it, which there wasn't really a lot of time spent exploring it. Actually, I don't think anyone went into it. That was a player character, which is probably for the best because otherwise he would have spent the remaining how many sessions it was just in the library. I'm looking at you, time wizard. <laughs> hey, you, you, hey you, I might've spent three sessions in a library too. You mess up the time stream one time and they never let you level down. The books in that particular library were not mechanical manuals. They were history books. I might be proficient in that, too. Let me check. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Chroma is interjecting herself into the new campus. Yeah. I am here for this. Chroma well, is not here. Chroma was offered the chance to be here. And I forget exactly what she said, but it was something about not leaving the... Um, Cobalt inventors turned artificers to do all the moon work on their own. Probably for the best, because there are enough gopher-based spacesuits already. Oh. And the gophers have already unionized, so there, there's an issue with uh, paying competitive salaries. And don't get me started on the pensions. Um, I am pro-union, but never mind about that. So, with all that said, Sniv found some history of the Cobalt Empire in that library, 
which is near and dear to Snip's heart because as a Stonetail, Stonetail was one of the prominent clans in the original Kobold Empire. And apparently, as much as the Kobold Empire could have a homeworld, Sniv thinks that he found it. Um, it's a planet just referred to as home. A clue? And it had a shipyard. It was a planet entirely run by kobolds with a shipyard. And it's not on any current maps of the Crystal Spheres. Even, like, you can't even see it in the 3D map that was in that same research center because it only showed the area around circular space. So it didn't go out far enough. You're looking at a good six-month journey to get there, assuming you find the right paths in the phlogiston. But Sniv, after deciding that he definitely did not want to be ruler of the moon, that took less than a millisecond, <laughs> and not wanting to deal with any of the mess that's going on right now, decided, hey, you know what would be a great idea? An expedition to the Cobalt homeworld. Who's with me? <laughs> and well, the, the entire were... cast of current PCs, for one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That that was the starting factor of who wants to go on this mission. Make a kobold who would want to. Yeah. Um. Uh, most of those who wanted to go were stone tails. Not all of them were stone tails. Matter of fact, there was a chipped claw among you, uh-huh. which we'll get to in a little bit. But it was decided that you would take an angel ship that was not part of the main fleet. It happens to be the angel ship that um, a certain group of stonetail kobolds used to get to Circulus the first time and kind of didn't mention that. So it's a long-range angel ship with increased carrying capacity. That sounds like... It carried These a whole clan. voyages of well, the Cobalt Angel ship. Does it have a name? I don't know what the name is. I mean, we might as well go with Enterprise with the with the with the, with the reference you're making. <laughs> <laughs> but we are not merchants. I am so. Tempted if it was for exploration, the, uh, you could call it Discovery. I am mm. so tempted to. Just change its name to the the Cobalt Spaceship Socialism. <laughs> just as a response to the word enterprise. Oh. <laughs> you know, I oh, do no, not think no. that is an inaccurate, entirely description of many Cobalt systems. Well, uh, to be very honest, we uh, we've been calling it Jeb. I don't understand. Are we supposed to clap? Um. <laughs> it's, uh... If you look at the documentation in it, it just refers to the ship as Jeb. So that's what we've been calling it. We don't know why either. Is Jeb a kobold name? No, it might be short for a kobold name, but I don't know which ones. Hmm... Look, I'm just glad that the paperwork inside had a name on it, because otherwise that would have been a three-month-long debate. Uh-huh. That would still have people refusing to pronounce it Jeb after three months. Are they pronouncing it Geb? 
It's spelled with a J. <gasps> But Fair yes. <laughs> well, they might pronounce it Jeeb. That actually makes sense. Why didn't we call it Jeeb? Ertosa shrugs. <laughs> I, 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 know at least one, I know at least one person who would prefer to pronounce it Heb. <laughs> Do I we know what the ship wants to be? I believe I now see why it would be a three-month-long debate if we were all naming it. Melo just says, well, uh, actually, on the way here, the reason why three months is the time interval mentioned is because it's not a hypothetical. Oh, dear. The planet we were coming from was is three months away. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, so it'll be an adventure. How exciting. I am not acknowledging the gif or the reference. <laughs> That I did yeah. not acknowledge when Ellie asked the question. Hey, EO asked the question. EO asked the question. <laughs> oh, <EO> asked the <laughs> question. <laughs> well, moving forward, because... I'm, I'm going to be honest here. For a moment, I didn't realize you were actually saying that in actual character and not trying to make that reference yourself. That That's a fair point. That's a fair <laughs> point. But no, mm -hmm. I have named this ship Jeb. <sighs> I don't know why, but I thought it was funny at the time. So, you embark on a fantastic journey, a fantastic, boring journey, because you don't want to broadcast that you're trying to find the Cobalt Empire homeworld. So, you're spending most of the time cloaked, and you brought enough supplies with you that you wouldn't have to stop for supplies, which means that, for the most part, the supplies you brought with you are very well-preserved food, and Trail Mix gets old after a while. I am not bored. You can only play so many games with Solitaire. <laughs> That's a lie. You can keep playing games with Solitaire, but it becomes less and less enjoyable. That's why you play games with Kep. Uh, there is a two-player version of Solitaire that someone invented on the way. It doesn't go over well, because the third person wanted to play, and then there was an argument broke out on the ship about, no, no, it's two-person Solitaire. You can't add a third person. That's just being silly. And, yeah. But let's talk about what your various characters are doing on this trip as a way of introducing each of your characters. And let's start in the order that I just have things written down because of whatever. There is a particular member of the Stonetail Stone clan named Deza. Who's Deza? Deza is a historian and archaeologist who is spending this voyage reading and taking notes and then rereading and taking notes on the notes. The really exciting part is when you start taking notes on the notes on the notes. Which side of the paper do you have to write on for those? She found something really interesting. It had a really, really interesting insight, but couldn't fit it in the margin of the paper she was writing on. Deza invented post-it notes specifically for this adventure. <laughs> and there's is also... Is that where you were with a post? Uh, there is also um, a kobold that, um, well, they might be considered extra tall, but the ceiling in the angel ship is still at good kobold height. So they have to mostly be um, more horizontal than vertical. So rather than being a tall character, they're more of a long character. I am long, Cap. My, you're a long one. Yes, that is why I am called Long Cap. It, it, it was supposed to be a, it, it, it was an attempt at humor. Did, did you, did you find that funny at all? Or? Oh, 
Yes, very. Thank you. Ah, good. This is definitely not an awkward conversation at all. I am glad. Fantastic. I'm going to go back to doing my current responsibility, which is unfortunately right where I'm already standing, so I can't even awkwardly leave the vicinity and replay this conversation in my mind for about a hundred times. Well, <laughs> I will go back to reading if that is helpful. Uh, good talk. And to um, explain Longkep to anyone who might be listening, yes, Longkep is biologically a lizard folk. So therefore, definitely not biologically a kobold, <laughs> but... <laughs> they were raised by kobolds. Yes. I, I they think were the way... perhaps kobold-sized when they stumbled into a kobold warren. There's that. And I think a way you described Longkep previously was Cobalt software. Cobalt software running on lizard folk hardware. Yes. <laughs> and then we have Navix. I like how I introduced Chris's character and Chris immediately muted. Oh, I, I actually didn't realize I was. I thought I was already <laughs> muted. Ah. Uh, <laughs> no, we couldn't. We couldn't hear you. So effectively, yeah. Uh, yeah, Navix. Navix ain't here. Navix is Navix. Navix doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Everyone's on this fantastic adventure. No Navix Na is hanging on Circulus know. on the beach, saying, "Man, it's a good thing that I didn't get on that trip. That was likely gonna kill me." No, no, no. remember, stowaway. Oh. Exactly. There's no Navix here. Well, for the first three months of the trip, you're absolutely right in regards to what everyone else thinks. Mm -hmm. But remember I said that they brought, that like, they don't have a food dispenser. There's there's no replicator. Yeah, no, I'm stealing food. There is a point when Molo gets sent down to get another crate of preserved sweet rolls, and they go and they move a crate which is much lighter than it was supposed to be, and they find where Navix has been stowing away. Navix, what did you do? This is not the kobold you're looking for. Oh, well, that's very fitting because I was not actually <laughs> looking for a kobold. I was looking for uh, the food that was apparently in this crate. About that. It's mine now. <laughs> and that crate there. Yeah, that, 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 that's already empty. And the one over there that has the hammock in it. Well, I had to sleep somewhere. Ain't that too? Mm-hmm. I think it's time we had a discussion. Just you, me, and the winged kobold who was expecting some sweet rolls for supper. Fine. Whoops, I appear to have... to still not have starting equipment due to... Uh... You, you know what? I'm going to say this is canon, that during this conversation, Longkep just wandered in and realized Longkep had left all their stuff in their room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they, so they announced this I'm and sorry. leave again. <laughs> I am so sorry. I thought I was muted. Oh. It's okay. This is wonderful. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there is a chipped claw, I said. A, uh -huh. a particular Utashi chipped claw. Yes. 
Yep, I am Mutashi, and I am from the Chickaclaw clan, so you probably know Meepo, if, if any of the rest. She's the most famous one of us, and I'm really excited to be traveling and to see new cultures and, and teach them about my god, Ilmater. Gesundheit. No, it's not a sneeze. Well, I guess you could sneeze. your eyes. Hmm? That's right, you sneezes. No, it's not a sneeze. It's, um... It's um, a deity I learned about from a dwarf in Coomridge. After our, the green dragon we were following died, and I needed a new god. Ilmater is the, fa- the mother of the Beastie Boys. A what? Why are they Beastie? <laughs> they're like I mean, they're all, they're, they're all, yeah, they're all lycanthropes. I, I don't know why they call themselves that. Oh, okay. But this conversation about Ilmater is one of the many philosophical religious conversations that are held between Utashi and an, another Everyone. cleric in oh. the party, Sori. Oh. Sori is very interested in other gods. No, it's okay. And mm, Sori's interested in other gods. It's very They're very fascinating. You have to learn how other people worship their gods because maybe some of them will match some of her extremely hazy memories of, of acolyte training. Interesting. <laughs> They're extremely hazy, and she is kobold-sized, and mm-hmm. her face shape is a little different, and also her tail is made out of cloth and tied to a belt around her waist. There, there are some who would argue that Sori is, in fact, a short dragonborn. Maybe. This argument is frequently not held in Sori's presence. Twice. She's a good size. It's a very good size. She's not short. She's petite. This is perhaps an assertion that has been made on multiple occasions during and preceding the six-month trip. Uh Uh-huh. She does hang around with Longcap a fair amount. There is that. They're They're from the same clan. Which I had a name for, but forgot. Well, if you have to make a new one up, we can retcon it, but we don't have to name things right now. I had to name the ship. That's enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the majestic Jeb has reached the end of its six-month journey, plus one kobold. Some would argue minus two kobolds because they keep looking over in long kept in Sori's direction. But don't say that out loud. And you have reached the outside of a crystal sphere. You know it's the outside of a crystal sphere because it's a giant pitch black wall. So large that you can't even see the curvature of it. Which is what all the crystal spheres look like on the outside. Occasionally, most crystal spheres will have openings appear randomly on them. Which allow ships and beings to pass through because the phlogiston is known to have a few biological entities that swim through the phlogiston but waiting on random openings to appear in a sphere is usually not the best means of travel so most civilizations that have discovered how to use spelljammer ships have additional means of opening up holes in those spheres one of which is actually a, a fairly decent spell that many spellcasters can learn. There's a clerical version 
uh, where you do have to fill out some forms because it's clerical, not cleric version. It's clerical. <laughs> There's so wizard that version. would be an arcane spell. Yes, multiple wizard versions, etc. There are also devices that can do this. In a previous campaign, uh, a cube was found that could do this. That was referred to as a key. It was a good cube. Yes. Technically, it wasn't a cube. The parts of it you could see resembled a cube, but if you um, enabled... It was abilities, a cube lobster. <laughs> Tesseract? I, I will not laugh. I will not laugh. I'm one with the force. The force is with me. I'm one with the force. Wrong setting. <laughs> and he laughed. Oh, we have the, the first kept. inspiration of the campaign. Somehow Longkep already had inspiration. I probably gave Longkep inspiration at some point during our conversations or from the one shot in which Longkep was introduced it's, to our circle of friends. It's not from the one shot. I'm pretty sure it's uh, from me dropping into Longkep character during, the, during some wrapping up of the last Cobalt game. I would not be shocked if that was the case. I would not be shocked at all. Anyway, it turns out that if you don't have a half-sphere on the moon, keeping a crystal sphere locked tight, casting a spell, assuming you know the right spell, is enough to open up a hole in the crystal sphere large enough for even a carrier angel ship to fly through, which is exactly what Sniv does. Or it's what Sniv would have done if Sniv hadn't been piloting the ship at the time, because piloting the ship means no spell slots. So Sniv hands a scroll to someone and they cast the spell, and you go through. And everyone, pretty much everyone that can fit on the bridge is on the bridge at this point, which is to say that there is, uh, the bridge is at plus one cobalts, and by that I mean probably one more cobalt than anyone is comfortable having on the bridge. For some of you, more than one cobalt too many. It depends on how you mm -hmm. feel about cobalts. Cobalts are good. Yes, Navix is there, whether or not Navix wants to be there. Because since <clears throat> Navix's discovery, uh, Molo has pretty much been put in charge of following Navix everywhere to make sure nothing else gets pilfered. <clears throat> Those sweet rolls were supposed to last for halfway back home. Yeah, well, they were they were really nice. I know. I ordered them special. Could be worse. If we didn't have any food, we might have needed the one of those condiment cup things. Blue cheese dressing and honey forever. It was a bad famine. Oh, no. Ugh. Everyone disliked it very much. It was bad for productivity. Every NPC involved in this conversation that I am controlling just stares blankly at Sori. Sori goes blink, blink back. What? I'm just going to go eat my jar of mayonnaise and be happy. I do mm -hmm. not understand why blue cheese is more consumed than other spoiled foods. Oh, look over there. A distraction of some kind. Where? And by, dis and by distraction, I mean... Into the alchemy jug for but it was programmed into the jug for some reason, so... Yeah, I prefer the mayonnaise setting. Anyway, let's not talk about mayonnaise and consumption oh. thereof. Look, there's a planet. 
Ooh. It appears yeah. to be in the center. Aren't they usually in the centers of the spheres? Yeah, some of them have a sun in the center. It's weird, but it happens. Does this one have a sun? Um, at first, it looks like it doesn't. But as the angel ship flies around, you see that there is what appears to be a what you first thought was a moon. Only looks like a moon from the outer portion of the solar system. If you get to the other side of it, it's containing a fiery orb inside of it. So it's not sending light out towards the edges. It's only sending light towards the planet. That is a very interesting sun. Wait, repeat that again? So imagine, if you will, that you take a sun uh-huh. and you cover half of it with aluminum foil. So all the light gets reflected towards the planet. Fascinating. I wonder why someone would do that. The sun is not the same size as the sun you remember from Circulus. It's actually quite smaller. I guess they need to, like like a fire, they want all of it pointed in their direction because they don't have very much. It's a really little fire. Mm. Well, according to the history book that we found, when this sphere was first discovered, it was empty. Everything here was brought in. From where? Well... Elemental plane of fire, elemental plane of earth, elemental plane of water. Oh, okay. They brought the planet in? Well, not all at once, but yes. Huh. Anyway, let's does get closer. Does the book say that, that ahead, it was gods that did this, or does it say that it was a project undertaken by spelljammer traveling magic users? The Kobold Empire did it. Ah. So it is not the original, original homeworld. It is a constructed one? Pretty much. It may or may not have been done under the direction of a dragon. That part wasn't really clear. There were a lot of references to other books that I wasn't able to find. Mm. Mm. It's like finding volume three of the rise and fall of the Circulean Empire and not knowing what volumes one and two are about. I suppose Mm. we will have to make the attempt to find out then. Yes, probably by landing on one of the parts of the planet that isn't a charred ruin. Oh, dear. That doesn't sound good. And as you get closer to the world, like, normally, imagine, if you will, an image of the Earth from space where you see large swaths of blue ocean and there's land that's mostly green. There's some areas that aren't. Well, the ocean portions of this world are... I suppose you could call it an ocean, but it's more of a lattice work. There's a significant number of continents or continent islands, roughly maybe the size of Australia each, with amounts of water in between, but nothing that would be nearly on the same scale as the Atlantic or the Pacific Ocean, per se. Uh, So that travel by boat between them would actually probably not take too long to do, although you probably wouldn't want to go to most of these places because most of the continents are gray, as if they are covered in some type of ash. Did their sun hiccup? I hope not. Is, My understanding is it's a portal to the elemental plane of fire. Is um, this a surprising discovery? The Cobalt Empire is no longer extant. Well, it would explain a few things. Mm. But like what? Why there's not a Cobalt Empire, probably. Oh, probably, yeah. Well, the Elf Armada is the reason there isn't a Cobalt Empire anymore, so it's possible that they did all this. Oh. 
But the book I found wasn't written after the end of the Empire, so... Uh, we don't know. Anyway, I didn't travel six months to come here, take one look, and fly back home, so let's land. Okay. All right, and the ship, so far as astronomical distances are concerned, moves slowly towards the planet, but... If you wanted to get out and walk alongside, one, bad idea, you die. But two, it's moving very, very fast so far as local distance covered is concerned. And you approach. So you s- no ghost riding the ship. Please don't. Is what you're saying. Please don't. There's don't one kobold with water skis and a long piece of rope that is politely turned down. <laughs> and I talked over Chris. I just said not with that attitude. <laughs> Dang it! I just laughed. No, no, I cannot do anything with ghostly entities at this time. I am not experienced enough. Give it I time. Am... And you, also, you... I think most of those might be cleric spells anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, so... can help. So if you could just uh, move your head to the left, or no, the other left. Okay, good. Let's get out I'm of the way. I'm trying to look through the front window. Get out of the way. Sorry, Everyone we'll get out of the way. leave and let the pilot pilot. Uh, so Molo and a few of the other heftier kobolds start e- escorting non-essential personnel. And by escorting, I mean they open the door of the main room and Itch. sort of Pitch. Half shove, half... Uh, pitch. Pitch is a very good word for this. <laughs> uh, kobolds one at a time <laughs> through the door. Occasionally, as they're tossing one out, another one is crawling in below the one that's being tossed out. So it's it's not like holding back the tide with the sieve, if the sieve is, in fact, a swobold named Molo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I summon... The chill touch hand and not poke someone with it? Give me an intimidation check. 18. Suddenly, the main room is empty except for the current party, Molo, Ertos, and Sniv. I believe the statement made here is, I am not touching you. (laughs) You already have inspiration. Oh, I love this game so much. I love that this was our first roll. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Molo, close the door. Thank you. Okay. So now we're just going to um, slowly go below the layer of clouds here and see what we can. And that is the last word you hear from Sniv. <gasps> there is... um. There is a rush of air as the hole depressurizes. Uh-oh. What? And there is a space where the helm used to be. The helm that Sniv was sitting in. There is a large uh-huh. hole in the floor where the helm was attached. And there is an equally sized hole in the ceiling above where the helm had been. Oh, something shot us. And there is a very bright light connecting those two points. And just as all of this registers, false life. The beam of light, which hadn't really stopped moving, 
but it's like time slowed down for you to register this thing and realize this is bad. Yes, this is a this is a level of bad that's high. I need to redo the scale of what bad is because this is several levels above what I thought was the max level. The dial goes up to 11, but I need to write 12, 13, 14, and 15 on here also. Yes, I'm writing over just... other numbers. That's okay. Eep. The beam of light moves quickly in a direction which you're pretty sure that's one of the directions the wings are in. One of the wings is in. And funny thing, when you're in a spaceship where all the controls for the spaceship are suddenly gone, as is one of the wings for the spaceship, you start to free fall. Yeah. That's how ah. physics works. Everyone give me a constitution save. Constitution save. Okay. Let me know if you roll above an 18. Uh, no. Nope. I rolled a 19. Not 18 plus Team one. cleric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Team that El- cleric. Elmater will save Team us. one cleric. Okay, uh, so... Um, I uh, rolled a four, but... I'm going to duck into my ring. So you auto-duck? I guess. Okay. The background music gets softer every time Deza speaks. <laughs> so everyone... Longcap a- wanted to try to grab Navix, but Longcap is, has left the building. <gasps> Metaphorically. Yeah. <gasps> so literally, none of you has left the building. But also, quite literally... Only Utashi has anything left in her stomach. Oh. And it's quite possible that Utashi is the only one of you that has a, a, any idea of what's going on right now. Because a lot of you are just holding on to whatever wasn't moving. No, no, it's still moving, but the rest of it is moving too. And focusing more on, let me know when the world stops spinning. It is possible someone has their claws dug into the ceiling and is very unhappy and praying to to who she knows what, who knows what. It's quite possible that every millisecond or so, the ceiling is actually the floor. So it's fine. That's why you have to to cling. Yes. I imagine most of us are clinging right now. Mm. Is there a spell to make things stop spinning? I am going to say that specifically Longkep, Navix, and Deza are plastered to the sides of somewhere in here. It's okay. I'm flat on the ground. (laughs) Not with that attitude. I am pressed against the therefore's ground. It's actually the front window. Clear ground. It's a glass bottom (laughs) spaceship. We are all going to die. Well, that is that seems to be the current consensus. <laughs> I meant it literally when I said I was going to duck into my ring. By the way, instead of Deza, there's just a silver ring floating in midair, tumbling, probably pressed against something. Warlock pact. Impressive. Creepy, <laughs> but impressive. Useful. <laughs> Urtos, if don't Sor- we have some type of safety precaution that stops this? Oh, yeah, we do. It's built into the hell. Oh, no. Why don't we have a backup? We didn't need a backup. The helms are virtually indestructible. Well, apparently someone punched a hole and made the helm go away. Why don't I know? That's it. The helm had wiring. Ertos starts trying to climb towards the hole in the floor. Um, I'm going to roll for Ertos. Can Sori touch Ertos on the way past? 
Um, well, you can attempt it, and I hope you can, because Ertos rolled a two. So Ertos is doing that oh, thing no. that, have you ever been in a pet shop and seen a mouse or gerbil trying to climb the glass wall of the aquarium they're in? Yes, it's funny. Uh-huh. Yes, this is exactly <laughs> what Ertos is doing to try to get to the hole in the floor, ceiling, wall, whatever direction happens to be at the moment. What do you need to do there on it? If If I can... Get a couple of the wires to touch. I might be able to access the, the emergency escapes. Just touch the right wires? Well, a right wire and a left wire, but it's got to be a certain one particularly. I throw smallest cap at it. Give me an attack roll. What kind of attack roll? Uh, it's just going to be a dexterity check because I'm not going to say you are proficient <laughs> in throwing familiars. <laughs> Do I have guidance on me? If if you're close enough to a sorry, then sorry will hit a, hit you with guidance. It, it is safe to say that the two of you have been hanging out with each other enough that you probably were in the vicinity of each other when things mm-hmm. went sideways and then upside down, and literally sideways and then right sideways. <laughs> and sideways. Uh, so. It would be. It would not be too far away from the realm of possibility for one of you to be able to reach out and touch the other one. Sorry, we'll s- swat Long Kep in the way. I want that to means- use my inspiration. <laughs> Good, then I'll be able to give you inspiration again. And also, okay, with a ten, Ugh. I will watch- say that you have successfully. You successfully tossed your familiar. An undead which- mouse. Yeah, an undead mouse. No, undead bone. lizard. Why did I say oh. mouse? But that, oh, because you were thinking of rat. Yeah, last time I had a familiar, it was a rat, okay? <laughs> now you have so, a lizard. an undead lizard. So you are operating <laughs> under what's technically several more Gs than you really ever want to encounter. So tossing a familiar that's basically a bunch of bones held together with a wisp of magic any amount of distance to have them fly back towards you because you are down causes you to suddenly have a significant amount of bone jewelry scattered around you. Oh no! It's alright, I can reassemble it. Did the familiar literally explode? On impact? Yes. Wow. Uh, on. Yes. We've Wait, got that's a good cost. idea! Molo grabs Ertos and throws Ertos. Ertos. Ertos explodes on impact. <laughs> we were about to well, say the that's, same thing. That's a four on the die. So, uh, <laughs> oh, no. Maybe? Uh, it's not, it's not as, an, as much of an explosion because Ertos has several levels and also is not just a bunch of bones. Mm. <laughs> there are a bunch of bones surrounded by meat. So, Ertos Also is, useful. Ertos is still alive, just very badly bruised. And so is Molo, because Moto broke Ertos's fall. I was going to suggest it was like a daily meat sandwich being kicked open by a steel-toed boot. Meat everywhere. Uh, I'm not killing off Ertos and Molo yet. (laughs) Why do I not have Featherfall? Okay, I am rolling again for Molo, because Molo is deciding not to throw Ertos this time, but instead to drag Ertos along the ground, climbing, or hang gliding, or you get the idea. Things are going Mm -hmm. in multiple directions. 
Keen. We all have claws. We are hanging on. Yes, exactly. And Molo is a swobold, possibly the strongest mm-hmm. of all of you. Probably. Yes. So Molo and Ertos have gotten to the middle of the uh, the bridge, and Ertos is grabbing wires and pulling them out and looking at some and then letting go and then grabbing others. And then Ertos stops and looks around the room at each of you. Like, each of you sees a moment where Ertos is making eye contact with you specifically. Well, except for one of you because you're in a ring. <laughs> Ertos makes eye contact with the ring. There's just a scene where Ertos makes eye contact and then the, the shot of the ring. My pressure. And then it moves on. <laughs> and then Ertos grabs the two wires that he was looking for. He touches them together and there's a bit of a spark. And then none of you is in the ship anymore. You are each surrounded by a sphere. It almost looks like a soap bubble. But there's a bit of a, a tinge to it. That makes you think that it's polarized in some way. Imagine, if you will, that someone cast Liamin's tiny hut on you specifically. And the world is still kind of spinning. For the briefest of moments, you see what looks like part of a silhouette of an angel ship moving away from you very quickly. And wait, no, it's the other way around. You're moving away from it. Actually, it might be a little bit of both. A little calm A, a little calm B. Yes. And there's little bits flying away from it in the brief glimpses that you catch which might be other spheres or might be parts of the ship. Column A, column B. You know, I really should have dismissed Smallest Cap and resummoned them on the wires. Give me a history check, everyone. Everyone? Okay. Everyone. Target number 10. (laughs) Check. 11. 11. Zero. (laughs) I've got a five. (laughs) You have a negative hint? Yeah. So there is a I'm, ring. I'm wise, not smart. <laughs> there is a ring inside a, a sphere that knows all of this content I'm about to share. Navix, who was a stowaway, still managed to catch the orientation. They held it in the cargo area. You were busy setting up your hammock. You had to listen to something. So these spheres are, in fact, a modified version of Liamin's tiny hut. Nothing can get in from the outside of them. There's also a bit of uh, stasis magic that's built into it so that as they move, you don't die from an impact, which is kind of nice. And there's a bit of magic that has them magnetized is the wrong word, but they tend to be attracted to each other. So if a whole bunch of them get shot out at once, then they try to group themselves together so that the crew aren't stranded millions of miles away from each other. Instead, they can all expatiate right next to each other if this happens in the vacuum of space. I mean... Mm. You essentially need uh, escape pods. They are essentially magical escape pods that didn't take up additional cargo space that was needed for sweet rolls. Sniv had needs, okay? (laughs) So there, there are some thumps as your various spheres stick together. And then there's a burst of white powder as you're fairly certain you just hit a mountain. Mm. No, no, you're airborne. No. No, that was mountain. No, now you're airborne. Um, You might have just gone through part of the mountain, actually. Something about being in, in, in an indestructible sphere means um, something that most people think is an immovable object has just encountered an unstoppable force and learned that it wasn't. 
I'm um, going to close my eyes until we are done being an orbital bombardment. Those are some toothpicks. Uh, that's snow, 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 gravel, snow, boulder. No, that's that's gravel now. Um, that might have been a bear. Snow, snowbank. The spheres pop. Oh, Press the digitation. I am going to warm up my robes. Are, have we come to a stop? You've come to a stop in a snowbank. Mavix just gets up. That was super cool. Let's do it again. Press the digitation. I am Let's going to warm not. up somebody else's clothes. We are all cold-blooded. I am going to start warming up people's clothes. It oh. seems like the best course of action. There is, in fact, one is of you sorry? who is not cold-blooded, but never mind about that. <laughs> Would that be sorry? Well, technically, sorry, two of you. The familiar is not cold-blooded. The familiar mm. doesn't have blood. It's bones. The familiar is also... Disassembled. Disassembled. Does my... It's named right now as number five. Does my producer flame <laughs> also work as a heat? Your witch? Uh, produce flame? Oh, yeah. Okay, then I will just light up my hands with produce flame and I'm no longer cold. <laughs> okay, the druid's on fire. Yeah. Flame on. Are you okay? What happened? Oh, no, this no, is just no, me. No, no. Oh, okay. I will Maybe. pop back out of my room. Solo. You want fire? I got fire. Where's everybody else who wasn't on the bridge? And where's Molo? And and we can attempt to look for them. Did their pods not hook up? Well, maybe they hooked up with other pods. Lots of other pods? Could be. There was stuff coming out of the ship. It could be other pods. I'm going to be the cynical and realistic one here. They might just not be here. Well, they're not right here. We can see that. It's a big... No, not what I meant here. If they're dead, we cannot do anything about that. Certainly not right now. Job number one is to survive. What do we have? Um, what do we have? I left the cup of condiments elsewhere. All my helper NPCs are um, possibly a fine red mist gusting on the breeze at this point. So. Oh no. Are we in the middle of trees? Are we in the middle of a field? You're in the middle of a snow-walled crater. Hmm. First order of business, climb out of the crater and see where we are. And I'm going to say, uh, Navix, you have a passive perception of 15. Yes. That is the highest passive perception in the party. Uh Rest with the highest passive perception in the party. I'm shocked. (laughs) <laughs> and I rolled a 13 the next Who highest is 12 by the way you don't see uh-huh. anything other than a crater with walls of snow but you hear the crunching of footsteps through snow multiple footsteps coming towards you we got incoming people oh maybe press the digitation I, I want to I want to turn my robes white and drop to the ground okay uh, a pair I... of horns peeks up over the edge of the crater rim. How big? Um, well, they look like antlers. And as they continue to poke up, you see that they're actually tied to a hat. And the hat is being worn by what appears to be a, a human child. Then several other heads peek up. Four of them in total. They are all definitely kids. Uh, there there's, it appears to be one of them is clearly a human. One of them might be an elf. One of them is probably an orc. And... Well, you're not so quite sure about the other one, but all you know is that they, they really need a handkerchief. 
they um I mean they're outside in the cold. It kind of makes mm-hmm. sense, but yeah, you you got something right uh it, right that okay now no now I just smeared it. No, it, I stop trying to make a stealth so check and go over to cast prestidigitation on the small immature humanoid. And one of them says, "Hey, Fred turned into lizards." <laughs> that would be bad. I'm not counting that as a laugh. I'm not counting that as a laugh. You shouldn't. So, so they're all just kind of staring at you with eyes that are really, really wide, like dinner plates. What are they? We're kobolds. Hi. Kobolds. Kobolds. Wave. Sorry, wave. Hey, uh... Hmm? I'm gonna pick Navix. Hey, uh, Navix. Yeah? We understand them. One of them turns to the one with the antlers tied to their hat and says, What are kobolds? Um, hmm. I think they're like weird dogs. Hey! Oh, okay. Kill dogs the weird are dogs! Are... And what? all of them what? raise fists in the air and yell, Kill the weird dogs! Uh-oh. And they pull out knives and start sliding down the side of the crater towards you. Oh, what no. have we been playing for over an hour? What do you say we take a short break and when we come back, you roll for initiative versus children? <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. This is par for the, for- par for the course for this session. Okay, I'm going to pause this, the recording, and we're going to take a break. Okay, I have unpaused the recording. Let me get my encounter tracker open. You suddenly sound really quiet. Yeah. Who, what, where? Dun, dun. You suddenly dun, dun, sound really quiet. Dun. Yep. Am I louder now? Yes. Mm, a little. Louder. I assure you I'm not little. I had a lot of cookies over winter break. <laughs> I want uh, a cookie. So I see Dezog rolled a 13 oh. for initiative. I did not roll. Here we go. Did I roll initiative <laughs> yet? I have a three. Healer's going I last, everyone. Did I just oh, roll? Oh, it adds it automatically. I love that. Did they update the Beyond again? Uh, well, this apparently is the a tracker. thing that was updated a, a, a little bit ago because the the game that um Eric is running had this built in, and I forgot that oh, they updated okay. that. But yes, now when you roll for initiative in D&D Beyond... If I have that encounter started already, which I didn't start it before Deza rolled initiative, but never mind about that, it adds the numbers for you. Okay. Child A, who I'm going to refer to as Antlers, got a 22 on initiative. Holy Krishna, that's no fair. (laughs) I must regretfully say that I think I might be the closest one because I attempted to approach the cat. Yep. Okay, well, they lead the charge down the hill, and they are going after Longkep with a dagger. Which, in the hands of a small child, is, well, it, it, imagine, if you will, that meme of, what do you have there? A knife? No! Um, only they're running towards you, not away from you. Uh-huh, well, this is a wonderful way to start the campaign's first fight. That's a nat 20. Oh! oh. Isn't that yes. two of them? What's that? Okay, I think that brat ha- is, is using weighted dice. So that is, the good news is I rolled 2d4 and got two ones. Well, that balances a little. Yeah, so you're taking five points of stabbing damage from the dagger. Ah, uh, I am back down to my max hit points. That's, That's right. You did. <laughs> oh, I am going to enjoy editing this and tossing those um, 
out of context quotes into the mix. <laughs> sorry, you have an initiative sorry? roll twenty-one. Yes. Um, sorry is still under the impression that these are terrible children, but children nonetheless. And three of them are talking, taller than you. Huh? Three of them are taller than you. Well, that just means that she can punch them in the stomach easier. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm pretty sure Navix now has an additional friend for life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry is going to first attempt. Can I use persuasion to bellow in all her petite glory, sit down and stop this? Or do I, I have to use might be intimidation. Oh, intimidation. I want to use persu- if I want to use persuasion. Okay, so here's okay. the thing. If you want this okay. to be a persuasion role, mm-hmm. I will say that it will have to be at disadvantage if you also mm-hmm. intend to do an attack. She doesn't want to do an attack unless it fails. <laughs> well, you have to make that decision Actually, now because if if you're attempting to persuade an attack, it's disadvantage. If you intend to intimidate an attack, I will allow advantage. I will use persuade because the she is can I then hold my action to potentially cast a heal at somebody um I will allow it although technically I'm supposed to have the persuasion check be the action but I will allow oh, okay. it this fight so go ahead oh, and, right. and roll persuasion what did I roll a ten. oh for freaking sake I'm gonna make a roll that roll is higher than 10. I hate them. Don't punch them later. <laughs> now, they don't actually have a bonus to charisma, but their minus to charisma is enough to turn that to an 11 on them. So they still are, are not swayed by your tricksy They're wonders. not swayed by a plus three charisma. I'm so peeved at them. Well, there's enough <laughs> randomness. Also, you're weird dogs, so kill the weird dogs. Not a weird dog. Okay, the elf goes to make a strike, and they are going to try to stab Sori. It's going to be so cranky about all this. That's a nat one. Oh. They don't do a good job of trying to stab Sori. They narrowly missed your tail. My tail! They go, missed it, but they narrowly cut. missed it. <laughs> Sori grabs her tail protectively. She has to stitch that like back up, darn it. <laughs> yes. it like a plush. Well, it is a plush. Um. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, next character, who is most likely an orc child, is going to take a swing at Deza. Bye, bye, orc child. That's a ten, which is a miss. Deza, it is now your turn. Would you like to offer a rebuttal? Uh, I am going to try intimidation, and I'm going to do that by cracking my whip over their heads. I assumed your eyes were going to turn black as you levitated foot off the ground and started speaking in Infernal. That's a different character. <laughs> if and you the wrong Infernal, pact. If you record Infernal <laughs> and play it backwards, is it Celestial? Yes. Hmm. Uh, Only in rock music. Hit. That was a 17 for like half a second until it rolled over. Oh. And I know it was an intimidation check, and I said it does not hit. But you know what? I rolled a nat 20. So your intimidation does not hit. <laughs> Ouch. Long cap. There are currently three children trying to attack your associates and you. There is a freshly cleaned child at the top of the crater wall 
who is probably only still there because they don't get to move until their turn. If the leader loses their resolve, it will undercut the confidence of the others. Cause fear. What's my save? Wisdom save, DC 12. Helps when I click the button for wisdom. That is a 17. Mm. What the frell? <laughs> this little brat. They don't have a modifier to wisdom. I rolled a nat 17. I think they've weighted the dice, Crash. I think these brats have weighted the dice. <laughs> or at least that brat has. Who said life is fair? Where is that written? You know who said that? Columbo. And another thing. <laughs> well, he did have one more thing, yes. <sighs> um, my hands are on fire. I'm just going to throw a produce flame at the leader child. Okay. That would be antlers. Uh, that's a 23 to hit. Yes, you hit the small child with fire. Uh, that's sex fire damage. Well, he's bloodied, but the good news is you carterized the wound. And there's and a lot then, of snow to roll around in to, sh to turn off the fire on the clothes. Or the and antlers. And I'll just say to him, do you really want to do this? All right. Um, now for the last child. Where The reason why you don't know what race they might be is because, well... You are on a mountain that's covered in snow. They are dressed appropriately for the occasion. They have one of those scarves that wraps around their face like three or four times and they, a wool hat on top. You can see their eyes. They're not Kenny, but... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because you haven't seen them die frequently. Mm. And not with that attitude. I said it before Chris could. <laughs> I'm just glad you got it in there. Most people can only die once. There's a conversation with Sniv that you might want to have had, but it's too late for that. Anyway, this now clean child turns and books it away from you. They are immediately out of sight. That's the smart one. Utashi. Um, okay, I don't want to hit the kids. Hit the kids. So... <laughs> but they're children. So they you choose to hit the kobolds. Got it. No. No. <laughs> Um, okay, so we know it's snowy here. Maybe their whole planet is like this. So I'm going to use the staff of flowers and see if it distracts them when flowers pop up out of the snow. Hmm. What's um, your spell save modifier? I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, I can look this up. I have your character sheet open. Yeah, I don't know if what I go that to is. Spells, in the spells tab, uh, there's some numbers directly underneath the tabs, and you have a spell save DC of 11. Of 11? Okay. Yes. Okay. So um, I'm going to make three rolls. Okay. Because there's three children who have not run away. Okay. Uh, you have successfully distracted the elf. Oh. I rolled a nat one for them. Okay. I rolled a 14 and a 15 for the other two. And they have modifiers, but not enough to affect those rolls. Okay. So, yeah, so the elf I've is looking down one? the flowers. Like, that's not right. Poison flowers! Poison flowers! They they're start stomping poison, the flowers. They're daisies. Poison daisies! Poison daisies! <laughs> Why do they think they're poison? Because you're they're weird. They're very suspicious. They're playing a game. All right. We are at the start of the initiative with Antlers, who is still alive, just very badly burned. And they are These are very to... dangerous dogs. They are going to disengage as a bonus action. Oh, that one is a rogue. Okay. And double move. Away? Up and over the side of the crater. Sorry. The elf is the one who tried to get her tail, right? Um, 
Yes, actually. I had to think about that, but yes. Okay, how do cleric spells work? Do I have to have them prepared or what? Um, you do have to have them prepared, but every long uh, rest you can change which ones you have prepared. Well, and you don't I did not have... Right, and how many do I get to prepare at... Um, as many as it lets you in D&D Beyond. You assume that I know how to, to assess that. Okay, that... that imp- okay, so... If you are looking at your spells tab in D&D Beyond, and, and you click uh-huh. Manage Spells, uh huh, you've got Known Spells. Oh, I have one that's all, always spells. prepared. Never mind. The one I wanted is always prepared. Oh, dear. <laughs> and it looks like you have others that you've also prepared. So you have picked spells, so we don't need to worry about that kind of retcon. Right. I would like to charm person on that little wretched elf who tried to hurt my tail. The one who nice. is currently as a non-action because I'm just RPing it, stomping flowers that are clearly uh-huh. poisonous. And what's my role? Okay. DM. Um... My role is DM. I know that. Uh, your spell save <laughs> DC is 12. Charm person is a wisdom saving throw. Uh-huh. With advantage if, if you or your companions are fighting it. I mean, I suppose we've been fighting it, but... Yeah. It started well, it! Your companions did set their leader on fire. Yes, but in our defense, their leader stabbed one of us with a dagger. Well, we can bicker and argue over who tried to kill who first. But, but they get to roll advantage. Oh. Yes. These are CR one fourth. They are, what are technically the yeah. same power level as all of you. How? Okay. The spell counts as my action, I assume. Yes. Now, you still have a bonus action. So if you had a bonus action spell, you could cast that too. Which, looking over your spells, I mean, healing. you could cast Healing Word. That's a bonus action. But I assume I... no one here is technically damaged. Technically, Longkep got stabbed, but it brought Longkep down to their original hit points, if I remember correctly. Yes, uh-huh. Longkep was infused with necromantic energy. Longkep does that. It's a good strategy a th- when you're falling from space. Very. It was the only thing I could think of that might have a chance of improving my ability to not die. And it was unlikely to make the situation worse. Yep, it's all viable strategies, so I would say at this point you don't really have a bonus action available to you that you can use right now. Okay, so Sori is just going to yell, leave my tail alone. Alright. It is now the elf's turn. Uh, They realize that in addition to a a scary weird dog yelling at them about their tail that two of their friends have booked it one of them on fire Uh you're supposed to stop drop and roll when you're on fire they disengage and double move over the edge of the cliff or the crater that means that we don't get any opportunity that's correct right and then there was one the orc who would like to rage unfortunately the orc has not taken levels in barbarian yet they they've applied they send in their application, and they're waiting to be approved, but they haven't yet finished their enrollment process. There's a lot of qualified applicants. They did go in for the audition. Uh, during the audition, they screamed at the adjudicators, flipped the table, and then stormed out. That's a pretty good audition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My understanding is that's they, they how have... Michael Dorn got the role of Worf. Aww. No, that could be. I think I have could heard be. that. Mm-hmm. I've heard it, but I don't know if it's true. No, but it's um, an interesting story. I would like to be true. 
I would I would very much like it to be true. And while I'm saying this, I'm rolling to hit. Uh, they are going to try to stab the scariest of all of you, which apparently is the one that sets people on fire. Mm-hmm. And a mighty six probably will not hit. I knew, knew, knew. No. I might have just doomed you, the small you need a orc child. to hit me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the tank now. <laughs> Look at me. I am the tank. <laughs> I also have an armor class of 15. Oh, technically, you and I, sir, we're going we're gonna to get on well. <laughs> I, do not, are, wish, now I do not wish to be the tank. I do not wish to be the tank. Longcap <laughs> wishes to stand in the back and wiggle their fingers. It's fine. Yeah. I'm, yes. going, I'm going Moondruid, so there will be a lot of bears and elementals eventually, so I'll be the tank. Oh, God. Deza, what's up? Now it is time to dogpile. Now is a time when we all throw our heads back with laughter. Are you ready? So the only one left is the orc? The orc child, yes. I'm going to head up the wall of the um, crater. All right. Sorry. All I could get out of my brain was canyon. Close enough. Okay. Uh, They roll a 22 on their attack of opportunity. You take five five points of stabbing damage. Oh, is Daisy near them? I, I didn't realize I was near the orc. You were all kind of in a clump, except for Longkep, who moved forward to prestigitate the snot. Oh, okay. No one thought it was funny, and Longkep definitely didn't think it was. Longkep was just attempting to establish diplomatic relations and does not understand how this went so wrong. Okay. Um... <laughs> By the way, I, up. I understood what you were going for. I just, I'm choosing not to engage with it. Back up for a second. I rolled damage on the wrong thing. Oh. <clears throat> so I actually take 15 damage. You take four damage. Mm. Okay. It's, I rolled for a short sword, but none of them have short swords. They have daggers. Oh. A short sword would be the same height as they Oops. are. Well, some of them. Not antlers. Antlers is... Well, you count the antlers for the height. Antlers will insist that you count the antlers for the height. Okay, but you've gotten... Break some antlers. You've gotten to the top of the crater, and you see several children off of the distance running towards what appears to be a village, and you can definitely hear them screaming for help. Ah, crud. I suggest we all run away. I second that suggestion. And I've laid up my hands again, so we have heat. Where are we going to go? Well, at this point, we still have the orc. At this point, the orc child has used their reaction, so none of you has to stay or worry about disengaging. I'm pretty sure it's my turn. It is, in fact, Longcap's turn. Yes. Thus, I suggest we all run away. Um, is there anything I can see for terrain features? Um, not from inside the crater. Oh, I thought I was heading up towards... Well, you could, if you're using your movement to get up there, sure. Uh, you can see that you're definitely on the side of a mountain. There is what appears to be a, a bit of a plateau with a sharp cliff because it, it's a fantasy setting. So, of course, the, the village is built on a plateau with a sharp cliff. Um, off in the direction that three of the children are running, one of whom is melting the snow as they go. Stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. The crater that you're in... Um, if you leave the crater going downhill or down mountain, uh, it might be a fun attempt at skiing or sledding or bobsledding or um, avalanching. 
but there is a tree line that isn't too far away, question mark? It looks like the tree line might be, you might be able to get to the tree line faster than people can run to the village, in part because gravity would be helping you. I book it for the tree line. All right. Double moving. Give me a dexterity save. A five. I've got great news. You are moving faster than you thought you could. Mm, You're turning into a giant snowball. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's Snillock's snowball swarm, but it's one snowball, not a swarm. It is Longkep's giant snowball. You have discovered a new spell. (laughs) I do not like this spell. Its material components are one Longkep and one mountainside. With snow. I do not like this spell. Well, unfortunately, the kep has been cast. <laughs> not the die. <laughs> but the kep. But the kep. I'm going to I'm going to argue that that's your action. Yes. Navix. I looks kind of fun. I'm going to book it for the tree line. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and make a dexterity save or you can say you intentionally fail it. May I intentionally fail it? You may definitely intentionally fail it. The DM is here for this content. <laughs> I just, just, just book it, Geronimo. All right. Um, so I've gotten to the smallest of children, and they continue to double move towards the village, screaming, "Weird dogs! Weird dogs! Weird dogs!" And at this point, it's Utashi's turn. Okay. I'm gonna try to follow. Do you Is want to be a giant snowball or no? I, I do not want to be a giant snowball. Dexterity save. Okay. Um, dexterity save. <laughs> I rolled a one, so I guess I'm you a, are giant a giant snowball. snowball. You are a giant snowball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. I guess that's how it goes. <sighs> okay, who was it who got stabified? Deza. And Deza is currently still here or... At the top. I'm at the top of the crater, and I assume on the opposite side from where everybody else is going. It, it's roughly okay, so a 90 far. degree angle. Neither here nor there. <sighs> Actually, it, it is right there. It's not here. It's it's over, it's over there. Sorry is going to <clears throat> go after Longkep because Longkep clearly needs assistance. Yelling something about why don't you wait for guidance? Quite. You're supposed to wait for guidance. Okay. Sorry is not double booking it. Sorry is just doing normal move on the grounds that maybe she will not turn into a giant <laughs> snowball if she is goes in their wake and is a little bit more careful. Give me a dexterity save at advantage. Dexterity at advantage. That means roll twice, right? Yes. And we take the higher of the two. With a I like 15, 15, I am going to say that... You pick your way down. You know how if there's been a heavy snow, you follow the tire tracks of the car that went in front of you? Only imagine, if you will, three giant snowballs (laughs) form the path for you. That's exactly what she's doing. Griping all the while that Kep is supposed to wait for guidance. (laughs) Oddly enough, um, Navix's giant snowball seems to careen to the left and the right, almost as if Navix is doing this intentionally and enjoying it immensely. <laughs> Meanwhile, Long Cap, assuming that being in a giant snowball is not an initiative. 
<laughs> is sort of fruitlessly trying to cast mold earth in random directions <laughs> as if there might be earth there to mold and slow down the snow acquisition. If only you had shape water. <laughs> oh. Longcap is trying to make speed bumps. Longcap is sometimes <laughs> trying to make speed bumps in the air where there is no earth to mold because Longcap cannot see through snow. I am going to resolve something about this, but first I'm going to ask Deza how Deza intends to descend the mountain. Do you, uh, you are actually not able to find two stone tablets in case you were wondering. <laughs> and there was a small a child that was on fire, not a boy. In fairness, the small child was asking to be set on fire. Kind of, so yeah. Not a context Shut. quote to be certain. So, Desa, how are you choosing to descend the mountain? Cautiously. All right, dexterity save at advantage. You learn some crazy people. A 13 also allows you to descend gently. I think. Let me double check. Yeah. Uh, so there are two kobolds, using the term broadly, who are able to descend carefully. Three giant snowballs. A circulating oh. snowball swarm. <laughs> each, each of you hits the tree line, literally. And the trees. Oh. <laughs> you each hit a different tree. It's thump, thump, thump. And then all the snow from all the branches <laughs> on each tree oh, no. falls down on top of the pile of snow that used to be a giant snowball in the same rhythm. So, and then three heads pop out of the piles of snow. Again, 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 again. <laughs> I do suggest we continue going that way and attempt to be sneaky in the hopes that we will not be sought out. Perhaps if we are very lucky, someone will believe that the child was unsafe with fire and attempting to cover it up. Anyone who knows small children would actually assume that first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I light up my hands and melt the snow around me to walk out without having to dig. You are can we very press wet. Can we press to digitate the snow behind us to look so we don't leave a trail? That and by we, I mean Kip. Failed. Yeah. No, great. I'm after the tree line. After the tree line. Part. Oh, okay. Oh, not okay. the whole belt. The, the snowballs are obvious. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there are three very obvious paths down this mountain right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. After we go through, and also who wants to be sneaky? Can I'm going to turn well? my robes white with prestidigitation again. Also, one of you is leaving a small trail of blood down the mountain. <sighs> that needs fixing. Um, I uh, cast healing word on who the person that's bleeding. I can't remember who it was. Deza, I think. It's me. Yep. I cast mm-hmm. healing word on Deza. Uh, four hit points. Hey, Deza. I think that's the. Now press to digitate the blood. Okay, so because one of you was at the bottom, well not the bottom, but at the tree line, I'm assuming you had to wait for your two compatriots who made their dexterity saves to get down, the tr- down to where you are. That did take a bit of time, 
because they foolishly decided to not be giant snowballs. <laughs> Navix doesn't understand why at all. I leave the rest of it up to you. But for, for Navix, I think I'm not RPing your character against your wishes in this particular case. <laughs> Uh, I think that being a giant snowball could have been suboptimal, but turned out to be optimal. That was real fun. There's some dark shapes from higher up the mountain Uh that are descending. Uh Uh-oh. At speed, and not turning into giant snowballs. How dare. We should run. Where are we going to? What's around here? That's a... There's a few more of them. Oh... There's, that's a significant number of them. Can I be a giant snowball again? This seems like a good choice. <laughs> What's well, around can, us if I... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, finish that. The The tree line is... It's very thick brush and, and bushes and thorn bushes and stuff right at the edge. But like most edges of forests... Once you get past that, the trees are a bit further apart. It's closer to looking like an old growth forest in this particular area. There's still plenty of snow on the ground, but it's not as deep as the snow you just went through to get here. Navix, you are a druid. Yes. Can you shape water? No. Ah, I suppose we cannot. you cannot make an ice slide for the rest of us to follow on, then. Hmm. The dark shapes heading towards you are about a third of the way to you now? No. Run. Definitely cannot. Run. Run. The ones in the front look like they might be riding on flat pieces of wood. Are they snowboarding? They appear to be snowboarding. I want one. Let's book it. They can't use those in the trees. Well, they can, but I might have to make some rolls for them. Hmm. Crunch. Speeder chase. Speeder chase. Oh, no. (laughs) Just watch out for Ewoks. Um, oh, wait. You are the Ewoks. We are the You're Ewoks. Scaly Ewoks. We are the Ewoks. Yes. You're scaly Ewoks. <laughs> okay. Uh, how far away are they? Uh, well, it looks like I'll probably be reminding you that they're getting closer two more times before mm-hmm. they reach you if you don't book it into the woods now. I thought we are booking it. Yeah, we already said we're booking it. Okay. I've been trying booking to it. book it. Okay. We, yes. So you book it into the woods. We've been for a while we're going out Are you woods. doing anything while you book it, or are you just running for the sake of getting away? Um, can I try and... Mm, is, there, is, is there any way for for uh, me to be able to look around while we're going? Can it get a sense of the environment and maybe get us somewhere where we can hide? With survival, um, maybe? Sure, give me a survival check. Okay, 16. A 16. Uh, well, at first, you're like, well, what about that? No, no, too obvious. Well, how about this? That's a death trap. No, that'd be bad. We'd be surrounded on three sides by rock. Um, how about... That is, that, that is almost certainly a bear's den. That is, that is certainly a bear's den. No. Um, ooh, what about... There appears to be, it looks like it might be the, the edge of a grove of some kind, but there's definitely a lot of thorn bushes along the edge of it. If you got down on your hands and knees, you could probably crawl underneath the worst of it. Nice, follow me. Follow me, follow okay. me, follow me, follow okay, me. Okay, okay, okay. Following. And I lead into uh, and get everyone down, down, crawl. Come on, come on, come on. And I'm going to say you've been, you've been running for quite some time before we got to, to this particular part. Mm-hmm. So you're not, like, right inside the tree line. 
Okay. Um, Sorry is going to move her tail on its on the belt around so it's under her so that she's protecting it from the thorns. <laughs> There's a little bit of burdock that gets stuck on the tail, but nothing that tears the fabric. Good. All right. And once you crawl through, it actually feels like it's a bit warmer on the other side of the thorn bushes. Hmm. That's I look the up. secret garden. I think we just found a druid grove. I look up. Uh, well, you see some clouds. And a dark smoke cloud that's going from one side of the sky to the other. Maybe not a dirt grove. Looking up. Always a good decision. Is that the ship? Could just be a wildfire. I mean, you don't see the smoke cloud extending. Well, it's slowly dissipating, so it's going, getting wider and thinner. But it quite possibly could be the debris trail from the ship. Which way does it look like it... When? Um, possibly over the mountain? Longcap puts a hand on Sori's shoulder. Sori. Uh-huh. Sniv is an extremely powerful spellcaster. If he survived, it is likely he could have taken others and escaped via teleportation magic if there were any others around him. If there are survivors, they are probably safe and out of danger. If there are not survivors, we cannot do anything for them. We can do prayers, and also there might be some supplies left where the ship crashed. I was more worried that about the supplies, true. yeah. However, so. we should look after we are no longer being chased. We need to figure out approximately which way it is, though, and try to remember it. You hear right, a thump, yes. followed by the sound of okay. a lot of snow falling off of tree branches. Uh, probably in that direction. You also That's hear the direction some, we should go with. You hear some not-muffled laughter coming from the same direction as the thump, and a few not-so-muffled swears. Actually, one of those voices is definitely a muffled collection of swears. Also a significant number of them, in no fewer than three different languages. X. <laughs> no, no, no one was eaten. <laughs> what languages do we hear? Well, it's mostly common, but um, if anyone knows Elvish no. or knows of of, El of Elvish, um, well, let's face it, you spent enough time with a chipped claw. I am almost certain that Vex shared some vocabulary terms with mm -hmm. Nico at some point. Yeah, <laughs> would have been passed around. I don't know if Mipo would have been aware of the meaning entirely. What, what is that actually, mean, Mr. Vex? Is that actually person does. you don't like? <laughs> what is Deza Deza actually does speak? Deza actually does speak Elvish. Oh. Okay. Well, yes, that that's um that's some Elvish, and not exactly words that you would say in polite company, but your cobalts. Hey, co cobalts can be polite company. Well, this is yeah, true, but um, I'm looking at the present company. I mean, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> that's not I gave Sniv a monocle. Clearly, he's polite. Um, or was. Oh. Now he's light. You're the worst. You were about you to kill a child. You made physics. I was ready to murder a child. I'm not going to lie. Yes. You made Sniv physics. Technically, he was always physics. Now he's just following different rules of physics than before. Yeah. His state of matter has changed. Yeah. There's solids, there's liquids, there's gases. And then there's mush. There's plasma, light particles, waves. Mush. 
profanity, which is its own form so of So maybe we should hide behind maybe we should hide behind trees and use prestidigitation so that they can't see that we went into the thorns. Well, the voices are getting much closer, so if you want to try that, you can might I want use, to try it now. Can I also use yeah. uh, maybe a survival to hide our tracks? Well? I would like to make a stealth check. Okay, I can hit. A... I would like to put blessing of the trickster on Longkep. What is blessing of the trickster? Unless the GM, well, unless the GM says that I shouldn't have this. Blessing of the trickster is a level one trickery domain thing. You should have it. Well, unless the GM changes. What god I have. That is something that when table talking, I was given that as a possibility. And if you want to know what my response to that is, um, you'll have to find out later. Okay. So as an action, you can touch a willing creature other than yourself and give it advantage on dexterity stealth checks for one hour or until you use this feature again. So we have a very, like the t- the longest of you is the stealthiest possibly. Maybe. Or at least it's it's 20. Okay. Wow. Can I try and hide our tracks with survival? So here's the thing. If you want to hide your tracks, you're going to have to leave this. You have to go through the thorn bushes again. On this side of it, the thorn bushes are dense enough. They wouldn't be able to see the tracks without going through the thorn bushes. But they are going to see the track leading to the thorn bushes. How close do they sound? Um, It sounds like I'm going to give everyone the opportunity to do one thing before they get here. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, no, I'm going to stealth. Hiding. Yeah, stealth. I'm going to stealth. Okay. I don't think I can book it stealthily, so just finding the largest oh, tree no. or bush and going to hide behind it, and that's, what, a stealth check? I'm going to use my inspiration. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was going to say that. Oh, no. It's not worth it. Okay, we'll take the higher roll, which is a five, and... Oh, mine's a six. My highest was a six. Okay, because I'm seeing you have... It looks like you rolled stealth three times. No, one was five, uh, someone else. It's one me. Someone else. It says Navix. For, oh, I, yeah. Okay, I see. So, yeah. So, with a six, I'm going to say you don't just cover your eyes and say I'm invisible. <laughs> but you yeah, are you trying be. to hide behind a tree that is perhaps not quite thick enough for you to hide behind. I am fat. Um, <laughs> I feel like Sori has done a no, fall in the middle yeah. of hiding. Yeah, it's all those sweet rolls you ate, obviously. I think Sori probably just you, you did a pratfall in the snow. You did eat more than one crate of them. <laughs> in a space where there wasn't a lot of room for exercise. Fair, fair. I walked into that. Yes. Are you going into your and ring also, again? we're reptiles, and it's possible that um, Navix might have done the snake thing. Going into Torpor? Oh. Mm. It's cold. It is cold. So No, no, I, I meant the thing where... You swallow the huge thing all at once, and oh, so <laughs> that's how this. You know, it would make more away. sense to, for Navix to eat the sweet rolls one sweet roll at a time. But oh, now in my head canon, which is not canon, I'm just imagining imagining Navix having like normal cobalt head, crate shaped body with arms and legs attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> this is not canon in any way, shape, or form. This hilarious. Yeah, yeah, no, I was not suggesting this is a canon thing. I was... The voices are here. That's because it was funny. You you can't see them. The thorn bushes are, in fact, thick enough that, while well, they can't see through to you, you can't see through them to, to them either. And 
some of the laughter has gone and been replaced by additional swears because apparently a few of them tried to get through the thorn bushes and found out how fun that is. Uh-huh. Because none of them are cobalt-sized. Uh-huh. So they didn't exactly have... Um, some of them might have had more sweet rolls than a certain druid friend of yours. But never mind about that. It might just be... They're, they're wearing a lot of furs. It just makes them look rounder, really. And there, there's a few yells, and someone says something about how this area is probably cursed anyway, so the weird dogs are probably going to die in here. If if they come back out, then they'll come back and burn this whole place, and they sort of trail away as they leave. From the middle of where she has been making snow angels the face down way, Sori makes a very rude claw gesture that probably no one else can see through the snow. Well, it's kind of hard to make. She's not a weird dog. There's, there's no snow here. I mean, there, well, there was snow when you came in, huh. you're, but you're not surrounded by snow. You've been making uh, angels. pine needle angels. Yeah, probably. I would like to look up again. Sky looks the same. Hmm. If anything, the the debris cloud has diffused a bit more, but it's very high up. It's taking a while. Is the strange sun getting closer to us on the horizon or um, in the looking larger sense? Though I certainly hope it is not the looking larger sense. Give me um, an investigation check at disadvantage. Oh, not survival. Oh, well. If you'd been on the planet more than a few minutes, I would allow a survival check. Oh, we've only... Okay, um, I did not know how long we'd been running or how long we'd been hiding. Probably no more than half an hour at best. Well, the trip down the mountain took very little time. Okay. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. Um, it might be getting darker. It's hard to tell. It might be your wishful thinking. Getting darker. That would not usually mean hotter. Also, there, it was a good four inches of snow on the ground around here when you got into this grove. Now it's dry pine needles. Hmm, weird. Yes, I am concerned about the sun that is elemental plane of fire stuff. I look around for rocks. Yeah, there's rocks. There's also what appears to be a small stream. I collect a bunch of rocks and make a circle out of them. Okay. Then I collect a bunch of pine needles and wood and put them in the middle of the rocks. Okay. After you pick up the first few bits of wood it becomes much easier for you to find bits of wood that look like a good size to put in the middle of your rock circle that you have made. Is making a fire wise, they may see the smoke. If the sun's going down, it's only going to get colder. Am I the only one here who can cast prestidigitation? I think so. Navix can uh-huh. also set himself on fire, so I don't think he's worried. I, I, yeah, I can, I, I can also just druidcraft and light stuff on fire. Fire is not a problem. I can either set my hands on fire and touch things, or druid crafting. Or, fire. or maybe you know, set the pine needles and and sticks that I keep wanting to say Neri, uh, that um, <laughs> that Daisy was collecting in that nice little stone circle on fire. Yeah, that might be a good place for it. Actually, I, uh, that's rather convenient. My, I click my fingers and druid craft onto the thing and make a fire. We right. need warmth. Now all you need are a bunch of marshmallows. <laughs> I don't have any marshmallows. I didn't put anything in my pockets for that. 
a very logically minded half elf comes by and offers you a marshmallow that he's replicated. <laughs> that was a reference. Right. <laughs> also, not canon. In this case, if a fire is being made, I am going to use the hour I have better stealth to try to very carefully sneak out and look for food. Okay. Or sneak as around you, the inner edges of the thing. As you attempt to go through the thorn bushes, you immediately hit snow. Okay, so this is some weird biodome stuff. I mean, the snow is not impassable, but as soon Minecraft. as you start going through the, the thorn bushes, the way you came or a different way, it doesn't matter. You hit area that seems to have been unaffected by whatever made the snow go away here. Navix, do you have an idea of what could be doing this? It seems most likely to be your area of expertise. I mean, you would think that, but if it's not natural, probably not. Um, would I have any thoughts of uh, what could be causing this? It is at least acting on the natural world. Mr. DM, what do, what do I roll? That's a good question. As I look over your character sheet, my gut instinct is to have you roll survival, but I don't think that necessarily applies 100% to this situation. I don't think many things would apply 100% to this situation. That's <laughs> it's a little the weird. Mm -hmm. But as luck would have it, the leading contenders have the same modifier. So go ahead and roll survival. That's While that happens, okay. Nope, that's no, 30, 20. the 21 was me rolling Arcana. Oh, okay. Ellie? Since they're doing to say. Yeah. I was waiting for this to resolve before I said them. I want to resolve both things at the same time. Okay. So Deza just says to the area in general, thank you for being so helpful and considerate. It's really useful. And it sounds like... Like the sound of bark rubbing against bark, but you can make out words in it. You hear a response from the living grove that Narvix, Navix rather, quickly understands that this is in fact a living grove. It's a sentient collection of plants and detritus. Oh, so it's right. It's a druid grove, essentially. You are in that it's in that it's a grove that a grove that it's a druid. You are. <laughs> Quite welcome. Ah, you are an entity. Is there anything that we can do to assist you and open longer-term negotiations? Funny you should ask. And that's where we're going to end it for tonight. Oh, wow. <laughs> just as it doesn't want mulch, that's us. It just needs some plant food. Food for the plants. Yeah. It's a good thing protein actually makes horrible plant food. But never mind about that. <laughs> that Unless you're a Venus flytrap. In which case. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's a digression. We need to wrap things up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for playing. Tonight, I was joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Chris, Beth, Eo, Jen, Ellie. My name has been Crash. Who's got some things they'd like to plug? Eo's mom writes books. <laughs> At Elizabeth's dash mccoy.com and and maybe someday elizabeth mccoy.com with no dash but you know we, we got what we got for now yeah, yeah. yep speaking of books 
Book of oh. Ten. <laughs> yes, Book of Ten <laughs> is my website. It's got uh, book reviews at the top of it at the moment and a lot of gaming stuff. And it's at bookofgen.net if you want to check that out. Uh, it's got a variety of things. It's not one specific thing. Uh, none of the books I've written are on it, <laughs> but it's called Book of Gen because it is. Um, and my other, I have a podcast called Shattered Soulstone, which comes out on Saturdays. Uh, every week, and it's at ShatteredSoulStone.com. It's about okay. the Diablo games in, uh, that Blizzard makes. Okay, but this recording isn't going to go live until maybe May or June, so you got to let us know what's going to be on your website then. Yeah, you got to be able to protect the future. <laughs> yeah, Speak, yeah, well. Speaking of which, I think there's a general nerdery podcast. Yeah. Um, so so what what's going to be the latest news in June? Um... Actually, what's probably going to be the latest news in June, uh, Final Fantasy is probably going to have its patch 6.1 launch. So we're probably going to be talking about that in June. I'm upset that you actually had an answer ready. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I know you are, but it's, it's pretty impressive that I had an answer ready. Um, well, yeah. Well, I, I gave you something you wanted, which was to one-up me. And I I provided a valuable service. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, the Coast to Coast Expanded Universe is a general nerd podcast where we talk about video games, uh, general pop culture, uh, comic books, D&D, all the things. Uh, you can find us at ecpceu.com and we also stream live every second Saturday on our Twitch stream, which is the same, I believe. I believe. All right. And we also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gaming. Help us keep the lights on. You can join other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Ellie, Eric, Janadalak, Mickey, Shanshen, Walter, and Patron Emeritus, Cindy. Until next time, this is Crash saying, So, what are you anyway? Weird dogs or something? <laughs> the next person that calls us a dog, I burn it down. We are weird lizards. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Night.